This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. As the calendar turns to 2020, we started to get more insight as to how candidates in the 2020 presidential election were doing in raising funds for their campaigns. President Trump announced a total of $46 million donated in the fourth quarter. Bernie Sanders, $34.5 million. Pete Buttigieg, $25 million. Joe Biden, $23. Andrew Yang, $16. Alan Smith, political reporter for NBC News, joining us right now. Alan, great to have you with us. Great to be here. The the numbers obviously uh, are 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 big when you look at them in general, but in the scope of of the campaign, how good are these numbers? Well, a, a few things stand out immediately, right? Uh, number one is uh, Bernie's haul from the last quarter that he's reporting. I mean, north of thirty four million. Substantial room between him and the hall of the next highest person who's announced so far, which is Buttigieg. Um, Bernie has an infrastructure in place from the 2016 election. He's got a massive email list, name recognition, all of the things that a candidate would want. But for much of this cycle, he's really been counted out. And and for many in the media, sort of considered an an afterthought. Uh, A number like this, bringing in $34.5 million, will give people... You know, a double take. And, and if you look at the polling in the early states combined with this this recent fundraising, I mean, Bernie Sanders has a legitimate shot at winning uh, the opening few contests. And, you know, he could become the, the Democratic nominee. It's been counted out for a lot of this cycle. But really, since he had that episode with uh, his heart attack, he's really turned it around. And uh, these numbers are very encouraging for him. The other thing uh, of note in the Democratic race, I think, Andrew Yang pulling in $16.5 million. Yeah. This is someone coming from a place with no uh, donation infrastructure in place, a, a non-politician running at the outset. So this is someone essentially starting from scratch, and he's pulling in a number that is above uh, many of his other competitors that are still running and, mm-hmm. and really pretty close to major players like uh, former Vice President Joe Biden and Senator Elizabeth Warren, people who are really considered to be front runners in the race. So this is a sign that he's going to be around for a long time. He now has money to really ramp up his advertising in the early states. And this shows that he's going to be a major player moving forward. Two things off of what what you just said. One, on Bernie Sanders, not only is it the amount that, that he received, but also the fact that the average donation, I think, was like $18.50. And, and he they uh, have mentioned that they already had 5 million individual donors. When you correlate that to potential votes, that does put him in a pretty good spot, doesn't it? Oh, of course. And I mean, last time around, and granted, last time would have been a different uh, scenario. Bernie would have been much more in the build-up stage at this point, not quite as prominent as he is this time around. But he didn't hit 5 million individual donations until Super Tuesday last time. So, I mean, these numbers are certainly a sign that Bernie is uh, very much uh, holding a strong possibility of gaining the important wins early, and uh, he has the money to do so. I guess the question on Andrew Yang is, even though he has this money, is whether or not he is somebody that a lot of people believe can be the Democratic nominee when you have all of the other quote-unquote established candidates in the mix there. Absolutely. And I mean, right, right now when you look at the field, it's probably getting down to the point where, you know, only maybe six or seven people have the resources to keep uh, 
really putting forth a huge effort at this point. I mean, you're going up against people also like Michael Bloomberg, who he doesn't need to fundraise any money whatsoever and can outspend all of these guys no matter what they raise. Uh, There's going to be serious competition uh, in advertising on the air, online. Um, So it's going to really take a a full-throated effort. You're going to need every dollar you're making to be competing against some of these guys. And it's going to still be a very uphill climb for someone like Andrew Yang. Uh, but the fact that he's even here right now, having pulled in $16.5 million, is a sign that he's passed some of the, the hardest tests so far, which we've seen in the field of you know about 20 candidates, getting off that ground level. So many people were unable to take off. So many people with you know better, uh, better thought of pedigrees, uh, political careers, the people that were supposed to do uh, much better. So he's cleared that hurdle. The harder test is coming up. I mean, he's going up against Warren and Biden and Sanders, and this is really the upper echelon of the field. But, hey, he's, he's, he's passed some of the hurdles so far, so it's definitely I'm, I'm quite intrigued to see uh, where he goes next. Okay, uh, the numbers that came out earlier today, Amy Klobuchar, $11.4 million. Elizabeth Warren was $21.2 million. So for Elizabeth Warren, we'll start with her, being considered for a while at the top of the candidates list, she is now, I believe, fourth in 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 donations behind Sanders, Biden, and Buttigieg. And where do you think that puts her right now? It's obviously she has a lot of money, but whether or not she can overtake those other three uh, candidates. So she had uh, maybe a few months back was really on the rise in the polls and fundraising, and she was generating a lot of attention as well, getting a lot of, uh, honestly, very good coverage for her campaign. But she ran into uh, a couple of things. One was uh, her position on Medicare for All, which a lot of uh, her opponents took her to task for. And she just generally came under more scrutiny from the other candidates. And since that point, she's trailed off a little bit. But I will say that her fundraising haul of uh, about you know, $21 million, it's not as much as she was able to raise last time, but it's not that far off. And she's really not that far off from where uh, Pete Buttigieg and Joe Biden are. So yeah. it's not as if this is some sort of a disaster quarter for her, but she is going to have to sort of pick up that momentum again where she had it a few months ago because it has tapered off a little bit. And if you look at the polling averages, you know, she was able to spike honestly, to the front-runner status at one point. And now she's, you know, behind Biden, behind Bernie, and Buttigieg is, is right right there with her. All right, so then is the $11.4 million for Amy Klobuchar, is that a quote-unquote disaster then? Uh, I don't think that is a disaster for Klobuchar because it's not as if she was coming from a place where, you know, she was pulling in $24 million last quarter. Right. Klobuchar's strategy is to have a very strong finish in Iowa. That's where she's really invested her resources. That's what she's going for. $11 million uh, certainly could help her perform better there. Uh, and she seems to be gaining a little bit of momentum in the Hawkeye State, but remains to be seen. She needs a a top three finish, at least there, 
uh, in order to really uh, move on and, and convince voters that she could be someone who could pull the primary out. So, and obviously for uh, Pete Buttigieg and also Joe Biden, this becomes a very important time for them as well. Uh, obviously, their names have been talked a lot about in the in the last few months. They obviously, from a financial perspective, uh, are bringing in a good amount of money. The question is whether or not they have enough to kind of get over the end line. And I think with Joe Biden, it maybe is even a bigger question with obviously his background as uh, as former vice president, whether or not he can be the guy to lead the Democratic Party. It's very interesting, uh, specifically talking about Biden's numbers first. He did improve on uh, the last quarter, which was uh, quite a big disappointment for him in terms of fundraising. Uh, and, and, and he was even able to surpass his second quarter numbers, which uh, I would note started a little bit late because he didn't officially join the race until the second quarter was already underway. But he did he did raise more this quarter than he did then. But of course, he's not raising what Bernie's raising. And he's even behind someone like Pete Buttigieg, who isn't a former vice president. He was the mayor of a small town, a small college town in Indiana. Uh, so it does leave you wondering if he's going to have the, the staying power to do this, especially when you look at the polls in the early states. And he's neck and neck with uh, people like Pete and Bernie and, and Elizabeth Warren. But I will say this entire time, if you look at the national polling, Biden's level has never dipped below, uh, I, I believe, 25 or 26 percent cumulatively. Yeah. And he seems to have the sort of base of staying power that, that reminds me, honestly, quite a bit of, of Trump in 2016, where uh, at this point in the cycle, the story was either Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz or, or whoever else, people that were bringing in a ton of money, uh, people that were supposed to be, you know, overtaking Trump at this point, And it just never happened. And uh, the, if, if you, you look at how each of them are doing uh, 2016 compared to 2020, you know, Biden looks in a very similar position. And of course, being in first place overall, that's that's where you want to be. So one of the questions that has been asked as well is with the amount of money that we are seeing here in this quarter and the expectation of how much money may be donated to the various campaigns over, over the next several months is whether or not maybe that is going to be showing anything in terms of the amount of people we will see at the polls come November. I think there's an expectation that we are going to see a very high turnout. Is there any correlation in that that you've seen in the past? Well, 2018 for sure, and it's actually interesting because someone who spent a ton of money on the 2018 uh, races, he he invested strategically in a, a number of congressional districts, was Michael Bloomberg. And Michael Bloomberg right now is spending a ton of money on Michael Bloomberg's candidacy and getting his message out there and his advertising. But in many of the districts that he spent in heavily, turnout was raised. And uh, Democratic candidates actually did uh, pull out victories in some places where they weren't necessarily expected to. I know there was one district in Oklahoma where it wasn't even considered up for grabs and the Democratic candidate ended up winning. So. There's certainly a correlation between the amount of money being spent on these races and getting people out to vote. But then again, you also have the Trump factor where uh, the president has galvanized, uh, obviously, Democratic voters, independent voters and uh, his, his own voters to go out and vote. Yeah. And I, I think the Trump issue, because it's so overarching and, and it touches on almost every element of politics right now, 
is there enough even without the money to get to get people out to the ballot box? Is there an element then, Alan, speaking of Michael Bloomberg, that I mean, obviously, all these stories in the last 24, 48 hours of the candidates and how much money they're raised. Michael Bloomberg's not in that. He said he's financing this himself. Is he hurt to a degree by the fact that he is not being mentioned in all of these stories? Well, the only way he's really being hurt is that by not fundraising, he can't appear on the debate stages based on yeah. the Democratic uh, National Committee rules. So he's not getting to participate in the debate. But honestly, I, people know that Michael Bloomberg has the kind of personal war chest uh, that makes fundraising irrelevant for him. I mean, Donald Trump in 2016, he campaigned for a point on being like, well, I'm going to be a self-funded candidate. We know that didn't end up coming to fruition. But right, right. Michael Bloomberg is the richest person in New York State. He's one of the 10 or so richest people in the entire world. Uh, you know, dropping $100 million on, you know, a lengthy nationwide ad campaign is like buying a fancy new couch <laughs> <laughs> compared compared to the average American. So I think people have a, a solid understanding that, that Michael Bloomberg has the kind of funding needed to, to do big things in the race. But it remains a question whether voters want Michael Bloomberg uh, to be the Democratic nominee, certainly out of step with the party on on some issues. And, you know, I, it just might not be the right time for the Democrats to be nominating a, a, a fellow billionaire candidate. Alan, thanks very much for your time today. Alan Smith, political reporter for NBC News. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.